This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today is Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. If you're listening along and you like what you hear, please send us feedback at MGN Podcast on Twitter, or feel free to email us, MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. These guys are already screwing things up, but that's okay. We don't have a lot of news today. We've got a little bit of what we've been talking about, or what we we've been playing. That's what I meant to say. We can also talk about... Uh, uh, recent holiday acquisitions. Yeah, recent holiday acquisitions. Yay. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, let's let's just quit beating around the bush and just jump right into it. What did you, who got some cool shit for Christmas? Brian, go ahead. I bought myself an Xbox Elite controller, which I love. Cool. You want to talk about it a little bit? Um, what do you like most about the controller? I like the paddles on the bottom side the most. Do you think they can assign like you like you like the backside? He yeah. likes the backside. Yeah, he likes to finger the backside. I especially like that there's paddles on the backside. He likes to paddle. The he backside. likes to paddle the backside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's farts and butts. Like that's just <laughs> all. It's all connected. <laughs> um, do you think it's worth 150 bucks? Um, it came with Halo Five for free, which I can sell for like thirty. So that's more like a hundred and twenty bucks. Okay, so, is, so do you think it's totally worth, worth that? Okay, one hundred fifty is a little steep, but I I don't know. I really been enjoying it lately, and I feel like it actually improves my game a little bit. And like I started playing Black Ops Three again. Um, yeah, I was quick to judge that game, but anyways, <laughs> enough about that game. I I'll say the controller feels really nice. It doesn't feel like it was built by Lego anymore. No, I agree. I mean, like just I haven't played with it at all, but just feeling it in my hands, you know, flipping the joysticks, playing with the buttons, mm-hmm. flapping the paddles on the backside, like it, it feels really good. Maybe. I really like the rubber coating. is yeah. is super nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel I feel like that would be nice to have if your hands are getting a little bit clammy on the controller, like mm-hmm. if you, you know, in those really intense sessions. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have that rubberized grip there. Uh, what else did I want to say about it? The D pad, the disc thing is really cool. I feel like that would really benefit people playing fighting games. If you don't like playing with the joy, I don't like playing fighting games with a joystick. I feel like it's just traditionally like I play them with the D pad. So I dig that little disc. Um, and the only other thing I, I, I commented to Brian was that I felt like the magnets holding all the, the, the buttons in place. Like I feel like they're a little bit too light i feel like they should be a little bit stronger but at the same time he made the point of well you're not pulling up on them you're just pushing them down or backwards forwards blah 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 so yeah i i don't i mean i don't know if in the heat of battle i would be flicking them off of the controller at all it'd probably be okay i like the idea that you could be like i heard on the on the giant bombcast or some other podcast they were talking about how they were switching out different pieces of it in between like deaths in halo so the simple yeah it's the simple action quick. of just pulling it off quickly and putting on a different one like super 
fast right, just, as, to, just to try it out in the heat of battle. That's really cool. But yeah. for somebody like me who doesn't really play much competitive multiplayer and on top of that who doesn't really play his Xbox that much, I don't think it would be worth it. If they, if they made... If there was a Sony Elite controller or something like that, I might consider it more. But even at that, I like I don't know. That's a lot of money to spend on a controller. Having used this for a few days now, I, it's like it, it would be hard for me to go back to using the regular controller. Yeah. Like I think all controllers should have paddles underneath. Yeah. It, like it makes some. Um, for instance, I mean, you've played GTA. You realize mm-hmm. how much of a pain in the ass it is to use the shoulder buttons to shoot and aim while you're driving. And like oh, having yeah. those assigned to the paddles yep. makes it so much easier. That that's that's really cool. And that's what I do. And you can have like two profiles saved to the controller that you can switch back and forth. And then um but you can save like hundreds of them in the uh Xbox settings. That's awesome. They I, they were wondering on the Giant Bombcast whether or not the paddles actually uh, would map to new inputs if you were just using no. it as like a PC joypad? Well, possibly. I haven't tried it with PC yet. Uh, I'll do that before the next podcast to let you know. Yeah, but that that would be interesting. Yeah, it, it comes with a, a cable too, so you can hook it to PC without having to buy any other cables or whatever. That's pretty but rad. the thing that it doesn't come with, which I think is kind of ridiculous the since dongle. it comes with the cable, it... It doesn't come with yeah. It doesn't come with that, which is somewhat forgivable. Forgivable, but it doesn't come up with a rechargeable battery pack either. Which <laughs> I think is yeah, ridiculous. For 150 if they give bucks, you a charge like, cable, they might as well give you a rechargeable battery. It's that's like ridiculous. Ten dollars. Yeah, I mean, like, cost unless, them like a quarter. Unless they're just expecting you to take the one out of your other controller and put it in there, which is what I did. Right. If they like that, but, but still, for one hundred fifty bucks, they should just give you a rechargeable battery pack. What, and what and does that the, cost them? You know, like, and the twenty five dollar USB dongle to use it on your PC wirelessly. Like, wouldn't you rather have that than Halo Five? Yeah. Although I kind of regretted uh, selling it in the first place, just because I liked the multiplayer. So, well, now you have it again. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Alex, what about you? What'd you get for Christmas? Um, I got a Steam Link and Steam Controller, which I haven't played around with too much, but I will say that the Steam streaming uh, has been working pretty well. I've only done it over completely wired systems, so my computer's wired to the router, and the link is wired to the router as well. Nice. But uh, no no lag or anything. I played a couple rounds of Spelunky on it and did just as terrible as ever, so that's great. And um, I'm looking forward to using it more. It'll be cool to use it. Um, it's nice that I don't have to lug the PC around anymore, so that's right. awesome. Um, I also, this will lead a little bit into what we've been playing, but I'll get to it in a bit. I got three Wii U games, including... Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, Super Mario 3D World, and uh, Hyrule Warriors, which is the Zelda uh, Dynasty Dynasty Warriors Zelda game. Oh, sweet. So I'm looking forward to checking out the two of those that I haven't checked out yet. And one last thing that I actually kind of just bought myself because I didn't want to make anybody buy it for me. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, as I imagine people listening to this do. Right. And in the morning, I put my phone in in the bathroom with me, but sometimes the water's too loud. And so I bought the UE Roll, which is a little Bluetooth, completely waterproof Bluetooth speaker. 
Um, it's like 90 bucks at Best Buy. I got it for like 27 after all my gift certificates and stuff <laughs> that I had. That's awesome. Um, and it's really cool. There's like an app that you can use that lets you like DJ with other people. You can assign other DJs so That's you could cool. all play stuff from your different phones. And but also just it comes with this like strap that you can put. I put it around like the hand towel rack inside the shower and it just has a big plus and minus on the front of it for you to turn up and down. And uh, it works really well. Very so, cool. Let's, yeah. yeah, I had a similar issue playing podcasts from my phone. So I bought like just a it's I think the brand was Fotive or something like that on Amazon. It was like a $20 Bluetooth speaker. It was like yeah. one of the best purchases I ever made. Yeah, that thing's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, it looks like a little jaw box, like one of the jaw box, like bigger boxes or whatever. But yeah. it's like smaller and it's Bluetooth and you can answer your phone calls from it and like all that cool stuff. But it gets pretty loud and it actually has like a really decent bass response for as little as it is. So, yeah, that's awesome. it, was, it was 20 bucks. Like it, and it was, it's just some whatever Taiwanese thing. I don't even know where it was made, but it's cool. Gets the job Sweet. done. Um, and I guess I got a couple other things. I got the $25 dongle that we mentioned previously for the PC, PC so that I could hook an Xbox One controller to it. Um, and I also got the headphone adapter for that controller. Does does the Elite just has the headphone has jack? The, yeah, it has the headphone jack. Okay. Do all the new controllers yeah. have that now? Yeah, they switched okay. it up. Yeah. Oh, well. And then I also got a um, PS4 media remote now that the official one is out. Nice. I officially disconnected my PS3 from, from the TV, although I just realized that if I wanted to watch any 3D movies, I think I'd still have to use the PS3 instead of the PS4. Uh. But either way, um, excited to have those things as well. So I cool. got a Steam link as well but I've only unboxed it so far. I haven't actually used it. I have used Steam Streaming before, and yeah. it is rock solid. So the I presentation, the presentation of the items in their boxes is really, really yeah. nice. It reminded me of like Apple stuff. Yeah, we can give a full review of that later on, yeah. too, once you guys both get a little more time with it. But I, I, want, I do want to make note of the fact that the Steam Link came with like every single uni- like, uh, power outlet, yeah. power source for like different countries, which is pretty cool. That's not something you really see from anything no so that was really surprising for to, have, to open bucks, the box to and, have that and it comes with a hdmi and ethernet cable a flat yeah. ethernet cable which yeah. i was like wow this is cool and then john made fun of me yeah because <laughs> i don't understand why it's so cool i don't know, just didn't have a flat one cool man <laughs> uh i didn't really this is like the first christmas where i didn't actually get any video games for christmas and that's okay uh, I, I got real domestic. I got a bunch of cooking stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you don't have too many other games to play. Anyway. Yeah, we'll have the, the Midwest Food Nerds podcast come up pretty there soon. MF. No. Oh, I guess it would yeah. just be MF. And, or, I don't yeah, know, it'd whatever. just be like the, the game or the film nerds. Yeah. But it'd be food. Uh, you did get a Midwest Game Nerds hoodie. That is true. Hoodie and T-shirt. Yeah, which I assume will be available well, in a web store. Yeah, we'll hopefully get a web store up and rolling pretty soon. The design is pretty cool. It turned out a little bit better than I expected. It's pretty awesome for the fact that it's got so much line work on it. The fact that it like actually shows up well yeah, it, uh, so. through the through the screen print yeah, is pretty, pretty sweet. I'm pretty blind and I can see the lines from here. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll get that up on the website and soon. I, I like how the hood has, yeah, the, has URL. The, the URL and stuff up on the top of yeah. it. It's pretty sweet. So. so. Uh yeah, I think that's it for stuff we got for Christmas. What have you guys been playing other than uh 
than Tomb Raider? Um, I started playing Black Ops 3 again because a couple of my friends actually picked it up like they said they were going to when I bought it. No, yeah. you're not limited by your tools because you yeah. have the Elite controller instead of the well, Lego Well, it controller. does help. Like the the short throw mechanism. Now, now only your helps. terrible playing can be can be to blame instead of the yeah. You can't blame the control. controller anymore, <laughs> and I can't throw it either because I'd be really pissed if I broke it. <laughs> We're gonna have to make him a tether for it. That's the other thing about the value. It's got the Wii strap on. Yeah. It. To go back to the controller for a second, I would say, ask me in a few years if it's worth one hundred fifty dollars because yeah. I want to see like how well it takes wear and tear. That's yeah. That's, that's a, a big deal for. Yeah, how much I mean, with as much playing. as we play games now, I mean, you're probably gonna wear through that rubber coating pretty quickly. Mm. That's stuff. It'll wear yeah, off eventually. Maybe. I mean, it. You know, that's. I don't clench the controller very hard, though. So. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> okay, not, so I yeah, I I was playing Black Ops <laughs> Three again. Trying um, it's actually really fun. I this is gonna be a really bad episode. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It it's it's a step in the right direction. It's much better than the last two CODs, I would say, or three. Interesting. Even. Have you just been playing with Charlie yeah, and your cousin? It's better than the last three because I think Corey has it too. I think he does, but I never see him playing it. He's always just playing Destiny, <laughs> which leads me into the next thing. I did play Destiny for like an hour or two twice because of this the Sparrow Racing League thing. Yeah. But it's just not enough to hold my attention. And I think we've just I haven't touched Destiny in like a month and a half. <laughs> Congratulations. I guess. I don't Let me give you your chip. I don't know. <laughs> I played I don't know how I feel about it. A but. little bit of Battlefront just because the Force Awakens is coming out. But that game doesn't really hold my attention as much as it did should you, either. Did you download the the Battle for Jakku pack? Yeah, uh, well, I did, but it took so damn long that I never actually tried it. <laughs> I just played the base game while it was downloading. Yeah, it just adds maps, right? Yeah, it a doesn't maps. add any modes. No, actually, it adds at least one new mode, okay. from what I understand. Um, but what else did I play? I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's it, other than, you know, Tomb yep. Raider. Yeah. What did you play, Alex? Uh, so I played, uh, just before this, I played a game called Yoshi's Bully World, uh, which is pretty sweet. It, it It's a yarn Yoshi game on the Wii U. So like Little Big Planet, but with Yoshi. Little Big Yoshi. K- kind of. Um, but it, it's it's a traditional Yoshi, like Mario-ish game. Right. But the the design of the world is all yarn and kind of the idea is that um, the the magician dude Kamek or whatever he is, the turtle with the blue robe, like unspooled a bunch of yarn Yoshis in each world. You have to find all five like uh, cards of yarn. What are they called? Like a thing of yarn, a bundle of yarn. A ball of yarn. Ball of yarn. You have to find all five of them. And then once you do, you can restore a Yoshi back to, you can sew them back up or whatever. Okay. And so uh, it's cool. There's a lot of collectibles in the in each stage. Uh, there's all kinds of secrets and things. You can you have to spot little things in the world like a little yarn bow, and if you um, uh, like spit Yoshi's tongue at it, he'll un unspool it, and then it like unwinds part of the world, and like shows you secret areas and stuff like that. 
So that's pretty cool. And it also had a green yarn Yoshi amiibo with it. That's cool. Actually, like knitted uh, uh, Yoshi. So that was cool. And it's it, it was fun. It was fun. Um, the other thing that I did, uh, PSN has been having holiday sales. I think the week four is coming up this week. So has Microsoft. But uh, week one, they had a couple things that I picked up. I picked up um, the Borderlands and Game of Thrones Telltale games that I haven't played Uh, yet. But I also picked up a third game that I saw was there. It was $2.50. And it is Assassin's Creed um, Chronicles China. Side-scroller one? Yes. So Uh, I had no idea this was coming out. And, you know, everybody was gunning for like ninja assassin's creed or some kind of asian milieu for assassin's creed right and this seems like it finally did it and it was two dollars and fifty cents i looked at the how long to beat on it and some people said it's like 10 hours i was like i'll pay 250 for 10 hours worth of game yeah so uh i picked it up and i just played a little bit of it today and it's it's shadow complex and it's it's metroid like it's it's a really cool nice and and it pulls in a lot of the Assassin's Creed um, gameplay, like different things like that. There are viewpoints and there's leaps of faith, but it's all kind of put into the side scrollery world where you have some like each each level it's level based, so maybe more like Mark of the Ninja kind of mm-hmm. might be okay. the most direct how comparison. I was it. But um, so far it seems pretty cool. I haven't played that much of it, but um. You know, it was really cheap, and I'm sure it'll get cheap again at some point. It's weird it came out in the summer, and I don't remember hearing a word about it. I remember seeing it, but not really hearing anything about it. Like I feel like it was one of those things that just kind of came and went. It, it um, Does it work on Vita, too? Or no? I don't. It should. It's not a cross-buy, but I'm sure you can. I'm sure the Vita Remote Play works on it just well, fine. Yeah. It just seems like a game that would be perfect for Vita, though. Right. Yeah, it, you know, if anybody cared about Vita anymore, then you know. But no, it's cool. It's to me, it's kind of more interesting than Syndicate or any of the other the the new Assassin's Creed. Like, I'd rather just see them put out yeah these little ten hour experiences, maybe even exploring different genres and stuff like that, just to see how they can take Assassin's Creed and kind of twist it and turn it into something new. So it seems pretty cool. And I'll write back with more when I play more. But Tight. Yeah. Is I have still 250? I don't think so. Uh-huh. But maybe week four, we'll, maybe they'll do the Steam thing in week four where everything from the past three weeks will all be on sale or something like that. So keep an eye out for that. But I, I think it's... I think it's normally yeah. 10 bucks or something. I haven't like even that. looked at the Steam sale this year, I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't I don't really bother anymore cuz I know anything that I'd really want to buy, my computer probably couldn't handle. So I don't really, you know, bother looking at that. But Well, there's all the cool indie games that you could get. Yeah, but those are all going to be those are all going to be free on PlayStation Plus at some point soon. <laughs> so, right. you know, don't bother buying them. Yeah. Other than that, I had I'm Oh, Rocket League had hockey mode come out. Did you play oh, it? Really? I did not, but I just I remember that that's something that's happened recently. That costs money, right? I don't think so. I think it's a free DLC, but it might. I don't know. I'm willing to pay for it because I got the game for free. But yeah, that's true. Good. I still mode. I still need to go buy the uh, Batch of the Future DeLorean. Yeah, that they put <laughs> out for it. But yeah, I've I've 
I'm really sad that I haven't played any Fallout in at least 22 days. Yeah, I haven't played in quite my, a while. Myself. My life has been poor for it, but any game time that I had had to be devoted to Tomb Raider. So, yep. Mm-hmm. I haven't played anything at all. That's cool because uh, finals yeah, and stuff that happens. So, uh, I actually just I did the majority of my Tomb Raider playing today. Yeah, before the podcast. So that being said, let's jump into Tomb Raider. Well, real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima has started another Kojima Productions, and his first game will be coming out on PS4 and PC. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's good news. He's hooking up with Sony. Yeah. Unfortunate for Xbox owners, but cool. Yeah. Speaking of Tomb Raider, I swear I read that it is coming to PC in January. That's soon? But... I don't know. That'd be cool. Don't um, quote me on that. <laughs> that I wouldn't be surprised because that was never, you know, it was console exclusive, and I'm sure it'll be out on PS4 next November or something. Yeah, they like said that. a year. Yeah. So you know, yeah. But the other cool thing about the Kojima Productions logo, um, somebody put up a, a graphic of the the logos of Kojima Productions before and after Konami and they likened it to our uh big bosses uh oh I saw that yeah. big bosses logos uh before and after working with Cypher like like f- big boss working with Cypher was the Fox logo that had that looked exactly like the first Kojima Productions logo right and then the military sons frontier um logo from post cypher big boss is similar to what the kojima productions yeah, with like logo the skull looks. in it or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah it was a really cool looking logo too yeah it's really sweet so i'm excited to see what they come out with it'll be I, interesting to see because he, he i mean he can't touch metal gear obviously because that's a konami thing and konami's already come out and said they're working on the next one and they're hiring people right now to help them so it'll be cool to see what he plans on doing exactly. Like, you know, obviously he's probably going to start a new franchise, but what's it going to be? You know, yeah. Re- regardless, the amount of effort and like little bits and details that he ends up throwing into this next game are going to just be overwhelming to anybody and amazing to fans of his. So he's a he's a creative powerhouse, and I think a lot of people forget that he's more than just Metal Gear. Like, yeah. I don't I don't want a Metal Gear clone out of him right now. I don't want a Zone of the Enders clone out of him right now. But even on top of that, there's also like the Boktai games for Game Boy, as I think I've brought up previously on here, where we're always creatively interesting. So I, I, I'm super excited to see where he I goes. Would love a new take on Zone of the Enders, though. Yeah, it's with, a, with what we have technologically speaking, like the new consoles, just the things you could do with that game. Well, not even that, but PlayStation cool. VR Zone of the Enders. Oh God, You'd, everyone would throw up. Oh, it'd be so great though. It'd be so dizzy. I think it'd be awesome. Like it would be awesome about that game, but, to be honest. Oh, it it was just. I mean, it's it's your basic, you know, Japanese anime giant flying robots over yeah, it's fancy kind of, cities. Like, and like imagine like Armored Core, but kind of God of War. Uh, Armored Core, God of War, and like was was it Evangelion? Like that? Yeah. That yeah. anime like mixed together. I did play one of the Armored Core games. I want to say it was four. And it was probably one of the hardest games I've ever played. Yeah. Yeah. Are the armor extremely complicated? <laughs> yeah. The missions were really hard. Playing the arena yeah. mode was the best. Arena mode was the shit. 
especially if you just got shoulder mounted like missiles and then you just climb to the tallest building in the level that you're in for the arena and just launch missiles down on the guy. Yeah. Whoever you were fighting It's totally cheap way to win, but it worked. Yeah. So anyways, Tomb Raider. Yeah. I'll start since I played it the least. Okay. I, st- I fucking love this game. Like <laughs> still like, and I was just, cause I just texted you guys before we started recording that. Like it's hard to speed run the game because I just want to collect everything and not just because like, I'm not the kind of person who likes collecting things in games like this. It, I like it because of the lore and everything that's involved in the collecting. Like you learn so many other bits and pieces of the story and I dig that. It it just pushes me further into the game in in terms of this specific game at least. I've never really had other games do that to me. So, yeah. The gameplay is still really sweet. It it's really, you know, it hasn't changed at all. It still feels real natural. It works really well. My only gripe I would have to say is still there's like hidden walls and things, you know, like boundaries that like, oh, you can't jump on this ledge from this particular angle because those rocks are they stick out in a way that you can't grab onto them or things. However, like- the ledges you can grab are always colored white. Yeah, no, I I know that, but like it, there could be a ledge or like there could be like something that you should be able to jump onto, but you can't. Like for instance, you know, because I'm still in the Russian inst- installation area or whatever of the game, the the that big central building where the radio tower is you you can climb all the way up to the roof but you can't actually climb onto the roof like the roof is there and like there's a section of like the attic that you can that opens up to the roof but you can't jump onto it and like run across it or anything like there's like a hidden wall that blocks you from it stuff like that kind of bothers me because it's such like it's such an open game already like you'd think you'd be able to do something like that like jump up like if i want to snipe enemies from the top of that roof i should be able to do that there and and to that point as well sometimes when you go in a cave there's like a hole in the cave that looks like you'd be able to walk into it and as you get closer your light reveals that there's like some thicket in the way yeah but it Uh, looks like a bunch of branches that anybody could walk through Right. You so, know what can walk through that is uh, wolves and bears, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. really? That's they where hide, they come that's from. That's where they, they, yeah. they spawn back there. That's and they their spawn point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just feel like it's kind of weird. Maybe they could have done it a different way or make it like too small for her to get through. It or is yeah. weird. Especially just give me, do the Destiny thing. Give me an empty cave. I don't like, <laughs> I can understand yeah. that there isn't something in every right. cave. Exactly. You know, it, that that's slightly better. Having like empty cave rooms inside other caves is more understandable to me than fake blocking them off but that's also i understand that they don't necessarily want it to be like here's one corridor of a cave like it's just one long cor- the cave is some corridor like I right get, i get it but it's a little whatever um i like being able to change outfits now I think that's cool, and the like different outfits have different perks that's pretty cool it's yeah. great that her outfits are weather appropriate yeah yeah so you're wearing a giant parka because it's fucking cold yeah (laughs) instead of running around in a tank top and short shorts yeah you know what i tested though is like i put the blue henley outfit on thinking that she would freeze her ass off and i mean she kind of does shiver if you just let her sit there for a bit but that happens even if you use the yeah it doesn't matter which doesn't matter which outfit but it just makes more sense like they actually thought that one through for once and and the the outfits that you encounter like i never changed my outfit once so the outfits that she is wearing throughout the game by default all make sense for the situations that she's in right and the parts where she's programmed to shiver 
make sense right like when she default gets, like when she gets out well. of water and she's like oh i'm so cold and like grabs her chest and like shivers yeah. real fast like stuff like that. it's it's very i like that reactiveness of it uh i like that the the tombs are bigger so there's more puzzles i feel like and mm-hmm. that's I, I fucking love the puzzle i just want a whole game of puzzles mm-hmm. like it could be just i hope from here like they've established her enough as a character that like the fighting system like kind of tones itself down for the future ones because the puzzles are so enjoyable and they're not overly difficult they're all just like there's enough difficulty to them that like you can get a little frustrated but like it's always like, oh shit, why didn't I think of that like the first time around? Because you always figure it out no matter what. Like I've never been stumped completely by any of the puzzles in these in these games. And it's it's just it's just so well done. The game's beautiful. The sound's great. I have the PlayStation headset the now. Sound is really good. And I'm using the PlayStation headset like through my Xbox controller. Still sounds amazing. Um it's just, it's the whole game is just so well done. Everything about it. It's probably going to be my favorite game of this year. If I can't, because obviously I'm not going to choose Destiny, because <laughs> Destiny's from last year. But Taken King, game take, of the year 2015. Uh, but that's take a you know, Sparrow Racing, spo- game of the year. Spoiler alert: Tomb Raider is going to be my favorite game, and I haven't even beaten it yet. So <laughs> I just I love the game. Like, and I I loved the original Tomb Raider games. I thought they were awesome, and not yeah. just because like I kept thinking there was a nude code. Like I actually just wanted to play the <laughs> games. <laughs> Well, and there were T Rexes and things. There were, and I'm hoping like somewhere down the line again, like they bring some of that back because I dig that. Though I like how realistic like these current ones are. Be so. cool if they did like a Tomb Raider classic where they use the engine, but they remake. Oh, the that would be game. amazing! Or even just give me her mansion again, so I can just yeah. run around her mansion with the current engine and like train, quote unquote. You know, yeah. like that was still just fun to do. Well, and I guess I can get into some of my thoughts. Like, yeah, I, well, you guys go ahead and talk about it. I feel like I've talked enough about it. So, you you bring up the mansion kind of comes into one of my points, and that I feel like it's hard for me to talk about this game without comparisons to Uncharted. And the way that I can break it down very simply is that I feel like Tomb Raider excels in the gameplay, and Uncharted excels in the storytelling. Okay, I find the 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 stories of the Uncharted games. And even the way that they arrange the story to be superior to what we've seen in the Tomb Raider games. I feel like Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider gets to the level that Uncharted like 1 is at in terms of storytelling. On the other hand, I think the, the um, I think a lot of the fighting works better in Tomb Raider. I like the idea that a lot of your weapons and tools come into play in the puzzles more so yeah. than in like yeah. like in, in Uncharted, you're not going to be shooting guns at things, but using your different bow and arrow, uh, different types of arrows to actually solve puzzles. Oh, and I find myself using the bow all the time now. Oh, it's I great. Stopped, like in the other, like in the first one in, in Tomb Raider, I would just use, I, would, I was using the assault rifle constantly, but the bow is, is like, it's like they, they made it slightly more powerful. They made it easier to control. And I really like the snap targeting now that you can do once you get the perks. So you can like snap onto two guys at once when you're zoomed in and launch two arrows mm-hmm. at a time. Because there's yeah. a lot of times where enemies are paired up and it's really hard to just kill one of them. So they allow you to kill two at a time, which is really cool. You can actually unlock to do three at a time, too. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. But the um, the bow and arrow is awesome. It feel, it's, feels the bow and arrow in this game feels way better. And the bow and arrow in The Last of Us, for that matter. Both feel so much better than any of the bow and arrows in the Far Cry games. 
and I don't know yeah. what it is, but they just feel so much more satisfying when you get a good headshot or something like that. It's the 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 weapons feel great in this game. The shotgun is always satisfying oh, yeah. to just blow somebody's head off with the shotgun is great. Well, and, and her reactiveness to like all of the weapons, like just how her body movements, like mm-hmm. how her hair moves, all of it is just <laughs> they they put a ton of thought. Like this is one of those like meticulous detail games. I feel like and yeah. like again like my little gripe about the hidden walls and things is literally like it's the only thing i really find wrong with this game and it's not that big of a deal because it doesn't hamper the gameplay really it just holds me from doing things like i just want to explore like i mm-hmm. this is the kind of game where i want to run around and look at everything and i don't do that in other games for some reason yeah and i i totally agree with you like i was sitting here trying to get through this game so that i could get back to playing fallout but <laughs> I wanted to speed run it as much as I could, but God damn, if I didn't just be like, well, there's a box over there that glows when I click the stick in, so I should probably go see it. Yeah, and then you go there and you you find a map piece that tells you where all the little hidden coin caches yeah. are, and then you're like, well, fuck, I better find all the fucking hidden coins so I can buy yeah. all the cool shit from the guy who has the cool shit, and then you go find the coins and buy the cool shit, and then you're like, oh, now I've just unlocked all these other things that I can do right now. Well, yeah, I, I found I, I, as soon as I found the rope arrow, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to the fast track. Oh, uh, I went all the way guy. back to the beginning and started I, over the like basically started the whole fucking game over because i was like oh i can unlock things now like I, oh i've done all this cool stuff that's the thing like i i went to go i got to the campfire and i was like all right i'll open up the fast travel money and then i looked and i was like i don't have time for this so i'm gonna play fallout so i stopped but it still didn't stop me from like going and checking every single thing that i could when when like at every new area that i came into yeah and, yeah. and i love that they give you the percentage for each individual area too like how mm-hmm. complete you are you can look over the little bits of things you can do see what you you're actually like, missing yeah it's awesome i fucking that, love it that stuff is is great and 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 that kind of um the fact that it's kind of an actual contiguous area i think is cool compared to Uncharted's like chapter structure that's just kind of broken up, and it right. could be they it could spread across multiple locales. But on the other hand, I think that some of that storytelling, like the storytelling, can suffer from that a little bit because you can have these Uncharted epics that go from from the the you know streets of Brazil to the the deserts, and and like you can just span many different locales, and I think that's cool. So there's a trade off there that I think is is interesting to to look at but the other thing that i wanted to say that harkens to your point about wanting the mansion this this game i think more so than the first tomb raider reboot that came out in 2013 um i think this game deals a lot more with her father and exploring their relationship and even her listening to like his old tapes that he left behind and stuff like that there might have been some of that in the first game but I think the and there there especially earlier on in this game there are cutscenes that cut back to her father uh like looking into the things that she's currently going on the adventure for for right. the game. So it flashes back to those. That's something that Uncharted would have told in game like Uncharted 3 does that in gameplay. And so I, it doesn't pull you from the game like you keep playing and it just tells you the story. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it's and, and that's the thing is that it's a the gameplay kind of shifts because, you know, you go back to Drake being like 12 and it's not about him killing people. But it's <laughs> it, he, it, it goes back to him kind of being a, a the like learning his thievish roots. So and, you're playing as him at 12. Yeah. OK, I would that would be cool because all, all the instances in this game where she is, you know, whatever, eight years old. 
running around hopping in her dad's windows to exactly study, like like that that her hopping through that window could have been the tutorials to show you how those how things to, work. how to do ledge climbing and things like that yeah totally. exactly so so i think they missed a bit of an opportunity there maybe it was somewhere in the design doc that they wanted to do those kinds of things but i think that like maybe that's where the next game will go and that would be really cool to see that kind of thing happen but that's just kind of the those are some of the things that I that I see in between looking at Uncharted games and, and Tomb Raider games. Um, and I, I like that even like The Last of Us brings some of the... I wanted to talk about the crafting just a little bit too and upgrading weapons. Like The Last of Us, I don't remember exactly how they came out. I think they came out pretty close to each other. But The Last of Us and the first Tomb Raider reboot in 2013 share a lot of that stuff where you craft together um, like improvised explosives and then you also upgrade your weapons with different materials that you pick up in the game so i think tomb raider still pulls some of that stuff off better and it would be cool to see that make its way into uncharted and i like the rpg elements of tomb raider a lot and that's completely missing from uncharted single player yeah so you know to see uncharted games i'm pretty sure oh wow so they have no skill tree no but see that that kind of draws into the whole like do we want every game to be an open world game? I feel like the skill tree thing is, is beneficial in like open world games like this, like, cause you unlock all these different abilities and things and blah, blah, blah. And they help you throughout the game. Like uncharted, obviously like maybe Nathan Drake is just like a total badass already and doesn't really need those things. Like he can do all the stuff he needs to do. See, but that's the thing is that I, because I know- the story's a little more linear in a way because you don't get to hop around like you want to, that you hop around the way they narrate you. So, I I know Nick will agree with me that some of the like the ba- the boss battles in Uncharted games are some of the biggest bullshit that I've encountered in in video <laughs> games yeah. nowadays. I'm pretty sure you told me to when I got to one of them. When when, yeah, games, the first Uncharted game bother. when you get to the boss, go watch it on YouTube and be done with it because <laughs> that's like it's not worth the frustration that you're gonna, you're not you're going to ruin a controller. But okay, so don't <laughs> use my elite control. Oh wait, I won't have to. Yeah, don't PlayStation. worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it would be great in the Uncharted games if you had some overpowered skills like shooting three arrows. Silent, like, well, that's you don't. I mean, in Tomb Raider, you don't really get overpowered until later on in the game. Exactly. And even by I, then, like, it still creates enough of a challenge that, like, just because yeah. you're overpowered doesn't mean it can't still whoop your ass. Like, to- I never totally felt overpowered. But I mean, it it I, did get easier just because of the extra weapons. But I even had. It, but but it, there's a point where you get armor piercing arrowheads, which doesn't necessarily remove the challenge of a dude popping up on you with a shotgun, but at least makes it so that the helmet that they put on him knocks him back down a peg and yeah. and makes him a little bit more manageable. Like that then, unlocked so late that I, I was like so used to using the hollow point bullets to do the same thing that I never even used. Those. And that's, that's fair. That, and that's on me for not like, you know, using the guns. Like I'm pretty certain that I like didn't use the rifle until the last battle and all kinds of stuff like that. But I think the uncharted games could use some of that. Cause yeah, you're already killing hundreds upon hundreds of people. Why not make him kind of a superhero with some of the perks anyway? Like I don't, the, the groundedness that you get out, like this doesn't make Lara seem like a superhero. And I feel like there could be some nuance there if they wanted to build a skill tree in uncharted that I think 
would make me hate the boss battles of that game. But I don't think they're trying to make Lara into a superhero. And and, and I'm I, saying I think they're trying like they're trying they to make this game as realistic as possible. Exactly. I, you know, all things considered, like obviously, like it's not going to be realistic as fuck. I mean, but it's those fucking, it's ridiculous. But the it skills is, but. that you get make the later game more manageable and yes. make certain situations more manageable. And in Uncharted. You're just going to have four dudes with helmets on coming out with shotguns and destroying you nine times out of ten. Are they huge dudes? They're huge dudes with four shotguns. Dudes. Four huge dudes with shotguns and helmets. Well, and, yeah. I think we should let Brian get his general ideas yeah. in. Oh, wait. I get to talk? Yeah, you do get to talk yeah. now. Um, Tell us about Tomb Raider, Brian. Well, before we get back to Tomb Raider, yeah, though, as far as Uncharted goes, I yeah. feel like Uncharted 4 is going to take a lot from The Last of Us, which I haven't played any of the Uncharted games, but I've played The Last of Us, and it was a very playable game, and it was mostly fair. The Last of Us is a bit more interesting because you're not... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm very interested in seeing how what they learned from The Last of Us comes over to uncharted and if that if some of those mechanics make the jump if if the crafting comes over or or if they've just in general gotten even better every time they put a game out so we'll see i i don't i don't know but um so yeah i definitely liked this game i was a little bit worried when i got to basically the first large hub area the soviet installation i was starting to immediately feel like the open world fatigue kind of thing like oh <laughs> yeah. shit there's too much stuff to do because i want to collect everything mm-hmm. which i mean right i don't always want to do that but i i wanted to make sure i unlocked all the stuff and got all the resources to upgrade my weapons because i know how useful that is it's literally playing the last game it's literally open world adhd like yeah. but it really is because you get like that you unlock something and then you're like, I can do this and this and this and yeah. this and this and this. And then you just start doing all these billions of things and you completely lose track of what you were originally doing. Like, And at game. that point, I was like, wait a minute. I just need to push on with this game because, for one, I was borrowing it from you. And right. you needed to play it still. Correct. And uh, I just didn't want to be bored with the game. You know, I, I, I you didn't assumed want to it would end up being... It. Yeah. So I pushed forward from that point and I just felt like it the the rest of the game flowed and I was like intrigued the entire time. And um that being said, I would like to borrow it back again sometime just to finish you can collecting have it all the shit. When I hundred percent it, because yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna stop playing um, until it's a hundred percent complete. It's a game I would like to go back and hundred percent at some point. Yeah, there's a few weapons I didn't unlock and that kind of pissed me off. Yeah. Because I thought I found all of those large chests that mm-hmm. have the weapon upgrades. But um I did do all the challenge tombs because I thought those were fantastic. They were very well designed. I wish there were more of them. There were at least more than the the last game. I want to say there were more, and Tomb they Raider were bigger. 2013 was like six tombs, I yeah, think. Yeah, there, was, there was were very nice. many. And they were like, yeah, well, the. There were three in the and, one and there, area. there was the first one that was basically like a tomb, but it wasn't yeah, called your, a challenge your intro tomb. level, the intro yeah. level in Syria or whatever. That one was really impressive. Um. Yeah, I mean. The game definitely looks fantastic, but mm-hmm. that's 
pretty common nowadays, I guess. It looks as good as the first one did on Ultra on my PC. It looks yeah. really, really good. I thought some of the actual cinematics looked w- weirdly... Like, it, it felt like a downgrade in quality from the game, which was strange to me. But I don't know what it was. Um, I, I kind of get what you're saying with well, that. They, I, I think it was mainly in the hair. Like, the facial features and, the, like, the skin textures were, like... Spot on. Yeah. But the hair kind of every once in a while didn't look quite as good. I can see that they added some sort of like soft filter to the cinematics. I feel like. Like it doesn't even feel like it's in engine necessary. Like it feels like a cinematic as opposed to actual in engine gameplay. Based on how seamlessly it transitions, I'm pretty sure it is all rendered in engine though. It didn't seem that seamless to me. Like it felt like there was a jump every time a cinematic Did you guys end up not fast traveling much because it was just easier to go from area to area on foot? I never went backwards, so I didn't have to fast travel. I fast traveled a few times like because I wanted to go back to that uh, shed to buy stuff with the coins and just a few other things. Um... Oh, that I was gonna mention when Alex, when you were talking about the uh, the storytelling aspect, mm-hmm. one thing that bugged me is relatively minor is I I hate it in games where like there's an audio log and I can't walk around and keep doing stuff. Yes, yes, that drives me insane. So I I skipped most of those because yep. I just wanted to be playing the game and I felt like I was missing out on information that would have fleshed out the world better. It's like I would try to skim what I could from the paragraphs that were in print, and then I would just move on. I told, I but totally I would rather agree. listen to the audio logs and play like games, like Bioshock, for instance. Fallout. Bioshock, like Bioshock Infinite, Fallout Four. Yeah, most games. Yeah, <laughs> I felt felt like that was. I can totally ridiculous. totally agree with that. Um, yeah. What I was getting at with the fast traveling thing was though. It it like it takes forever to load an area, even if you're like in if you're in the Siberian or the the Russian installation area or whatever it's called installment. I don't remember exactly what they call it. Installation. If you're in that area and you go from one uh, fire pit to the next, it takes forever to load. It takes longer to load that than it does if you were to just run to that area. Because it doesn't have like it loads as you're going like there is. Yeah, that's one of the great. That's one of the best things they did with the first game is like going through these little like crevices was the loading screen. But it like makes you feel like you don't lose any immersion in the game because it just keeps going like I love that. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, the only time it would load for me is when I first loaded up the game and and I just kept playing from there. And that's that's fantastic game design. The um, the story overall, I didn't find incredibly engaging i agree um i I think i actually enjoyed the whole shipwreck survival scenario of the uh, 2013 game better but could you attribute some of your your lack of interest due to the fact that you're skipping over all the audio logs (laughs) no i don't i don't think so i'm not skipping any i'm not skipping them i skim and i listen to part of them but it's like i got the general idea of what's going on in the area and I mean, the the backstory of the area is fairly intriguing. I just felt like the whole story of Trinity and like Constantine and Anna and Lara was just even not even, that engaging. Even if the audio logs do flesh it out more and make it better as a whole, it still needs to work without finding any of them because you could just miss them. Right. Like, yeah, it, it's all if, extra if information. It doesn't. 
Like I get that that like learning about the context of everything of you know going through like that's one of the greatest things about Fallout is like oh I find a computer and I sit down and like oh it turns out that the manager of this place locked everybody in and is eating all of them one by one. That's awesome. But the overarching story of Tomb Raider needs to work on a level without any of that stuff. Right. And I feel like it works fine, but it's just really like it's eh. just kind of bland. Yeah, you don't you, you don't really I I didn't I didn't really I feel like the villains are really poorly fleshed out. I to me it almost felt like a second origin story. Like the, there was the survival aspect, like learning how to actually take care of yourself in the in the other right. game, and you know, going from being relatively innocent to being a cold blooded killer in the course yeah. of a dozen hours. Yeah, <laughs> a very efficient one too. But um, I mean, so that was all interesting, and that's part of you know her character, but. This game, it was also like, okay, I I know now I want to explore, but I don't really know, like, what I'm doing this for, you know? Am I doing it for myself? Am I doing it for the greater good of humanity kind of thing? Am I doing it to live up to so, my father? And yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And so it was almost like... A, it's a bit scattershot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily feel I, the same way about I'm the looking story, forward I to get a story you, that's more of like like yes there should be character development but I want a story that's more about like that story and right that, you like, just like this particular so the Tomb Raider re, 2013 Tomb Raider was like a good uh, like exponential uh, story arc for her as a character like you saw like this growth and like you kind of feel like this one is kind of stagnant and like it's all kind of plateaued in a way is that what you're trying to say N- no he, fe- he I think he's just kind of like I let's speak like let's do the speak for Brian part of the podcast <laughs> he's just saying that that can't use my words you guys have to use them for me you're experiencing the same arc again needlessly oh I don't really feel like that I I, I, feel you, I don't think you've seen enough to fully judge right it and that's yet. that's possible but I, f- I feel like this this game is kind of one it's just gonna be one of those like more of the same kind of things but in a good way because I I enjoy it it doesn't like I like again I love everything about this game yeah it delivers in that aspect and like I feel like yeah there's more of the good stuff that you enjoy gameplay wise which right. is an achievement I just expected more from the story it's like how all the comic book movies are now origin movies and in the first movie you get the origin so by the time you get to the sequel you should just to be able to be like this is Spider-Man this is what Spider-Man does right and yes that doesn't happen in I think, this game necessarily but i think again that probably just deals with the well, fact Lara that Croft is never spider-man in this you game. have it's bullshit exa- i know it's total bullshit they'd never make a female she spider-man does anyways it had spider-man spider woman like climbing moves that's but true um that's different but maybe that just has to deal with the fact that you've got a, another game that has like some sort of cult-ish like cult following thing or not cult follow like the 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 main villain is like a cult villainous organization villainous organization uh, is is your enemy in this game as well as the first one? So I'm hoping not to like speculate for future. Well, I mean, I'm going to speculate for future games. I'm hoping what they end up doing with this is like making Tomb Raider, but like Metal Gear fucking five, like where it's all 
open world and you can go here and raid tombs as like an archaeologist and there's puzzles and it's awesome and then there's missions where you go to invade some other tomb but you have to fight some indigenous people or some shit like i hope they end up doing i want more of the tomb raiding and puzzles like i really want more of that because i think that's what really like these i mean that's what these games are all about that's what that's what makes them so fun i think so yeah i don't know i it, it would just I think there's different ways to like it, it would almost make more sense if the if her dealing with her father was more of a focus in the first game. Yeah. And and then this game was just she's going up against this villainous organization to try and, and do something like it's it's a weird mirror to the first game that doesn't really add to anything. So, it, you right. know, it's not that it's bad. It's just more of the same, as you said. So. You know, I do like the uh, the added hunting exotic animals aspect. I love yeah. Far Cry. I think that's cool. Did either of you guys do anything with the expeditions? I haven't. I have not tried yet. that. So yet. there's a thing in the menu that's expeditions that looks like you can play through previous missions with higher difficulties. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's just the Uncharted here's four huge dudes with shotgun and helmets yeah that's what those those card packs they give you throughout the do those augment that yeah okay i didn't so i didn't know where those came in either but interesting i went and opened them all up and i was like oh this is weird and then i returned the game is it weird to you that almost every new game seems to have to have some sort of collectible card game inside it yep (laughs) yeah can you buy any of them with real money and probably uh i don't i I don't know but that requisitions i'm interested in the survival dlc that's coming out for it but not enough to want to pay for it yeah especially i don't even own the game i'll probably (laughs) buy the dlc i assume what'll happen is they'll put out the definitive edition on ps4 and xbox Mm -hmm. in november the game of the year edition is coming out in november i might just you know pick that up at some point and then go back and 100 percent and do the dlc what percentage did you get to by the end? I think I'm at like 70 or 80-ish or something like that. I hit 76%. But yeah. I, I definitely, like I said, I, I left the Soviet installation when I started to get bored of just hunting stuff down. I I pretty much stopped doing tombs after that. Oh, I did all the tombs. I There's not that many. So I, Yeah, I, I just didn't end up taking the time to well, explore plus the tombs get you cool abilities and yeah shit. they get yeah, the abilities do. that you can only get through the tomb yeah but they're they're great and and i and i i'm glad there's more of them in this one but yeah give know. me a game with just a hundred levels of tombs and i would yep. be happy do you guys have any spoilers you want to get into in the story at all I don't or think there's really. much it's very predictable. <laughs> I don't I, I don't to your detriment and I just don't think there's much worth in in speaking about it directly cuz there's really not. No, I mean spoilers don't affect me in any way, so it doesn't matter. There it you know. Someone could have spoiled Star Wars for me and I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that big to spoil and I don't uh, it, I don't know. Okay, do it, I, I mean, if it's more of the same, then I know what's coming. Like, <laughs> you've seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Okay. What? Uh, so, so <laughs> just to talk about like the the end game, you were fighting Constantine, right? Yeah, Brian, and you were trying to get him to look away from you. 
he just wouldn't lose track of me for some reason. And then I restarted it and it was a piece of cake. Because like all I would do is find the can that's nearby, throw it at his face, and then I would run up to him and hit Y. Oh, well, the tooltip says to throw it to distract him, which, okay, that's another point. I feel like they overuse tooltips in this game, especially when they tell me how to do something three times. <laughs> it's like, yeah, when you introduce a new mechanic, yeah. tell me how to do it. That's cool, but don't give away a mini puzzle like telling me a, the tooltip for an item like when I'm supposed to use it later on. Oh, see, I liked I liked the fact that I was using Molotovs to like break down the the cloth walls before they even gave me the tip to do <laughs> yeah. it. Like, well, that, and that's that's some of the like I feel there was one really really late in the game that could have might as well just been like like to, like press R two to shoot. Like if that's basically <laughs> what I felt like I was in like the beginning of the game again at the final battle. I don't remember. I'm not exactly even talking about was. like loading screen ones. It's like they would pop up no, during gameplay. No, yeah, I'm just talking about during the game. It was like press A to jump, and I like okay. Like, I've gotten. I've, I've been playing this game for fourteen hours. Yeah, I know how to press it jump. Miss a, a way a bit there too. You guys have any bugs at all? Uh, I had one. The game's extremely polished. It is really polished. I had the camera bug out on me once, and it was like zoomed in all weird, and I couldn't like aim at anybody or shoot it. Yeah, anything. it bugged out on me when I got stuck in a corner against yeah, the pack of wolves. That's what happened for me. And then the only other bug I've had happen is. Um, when I've jumped from like craggy rock to like another section of craggy rock where you can use your pick to climb yeah. it. And I, I had fallen away and you have to press X to grab. It didn't give me the X timer. Mm. So I fell because I was like, why is she just hanging there? Like, aren't I supposed to do something? And then she died. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like that, see that game game, uh, mechanic is completely like moot to me because whenever I'm doing that I am frantically pushing X to make sure <laughs> I catch the lens to catch the thing so it never even comes up for me like it I could tell there were times where she slipped and she had to pull her other arm back up and do that right. and that's where I should have seen the X but I never do because I always hit it like 13 times when I'm making that jump yeah so I didn't I don't think I had any bugs other than some weird bodies ended up in weird places when they got shot so like she goes to loot even though the body's like three feet above her on like a ledge or something but it's it, it yeah I it's don't know. it's a it's a really polished game yep yeah so final thoughts i think it's worth purchasing i think it's it, it's and that's just that's not just coming from someone who loves the tomb raider series like that's just coming from the fact that this is a really fucking well done game yeah it's just fun and, and so i mean it's hard to say bad things about really. and, and even if you do get the game add like the open world add kicks in like who cares like it's so fun to just run around and like explore i mean that's the essence of tomb raider is like expo exploration and that's you do a lot of that and it's a lot of fucking fun this is the first game that i've beaten on my xbox there you go and and i and i think it's totally worth purchasing like if you have an xbox this is one of the exclusives that you should absolutely be playing. Tomb Raider 2013 was the first game I had beaten in like 10 years. Yeah. And that's why it was like my favorite game of last generation. It like yeah. I it just sucked me in completely. And I I feel like this one's going to do the same. And I again, I really hope the series keeps kind of following like I feel like they they are progressing. Like I know you guys kind of feel like this is just more of the same or whatever, but like 
it's going to get to a point where I, I hope they actually like open up the world more. And like she does actually travel from like location to location to do cool shit. And it, it becomes more about raiding the tombs and doing the puzzles and less about like, you know, shooting people. Yeah. Like, cause that's, that's what the game was originally about was puzzles. F- funny, funny note. Uncharted. F- 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 funny. Yeah. Uncharted one was kind of jungly. Uncharted two. There's, uh, some of the notation or the, the presentation around it all is wintry. <laughs> so the same thing so has happened with Tomb Raider. Uncharted yeah. three is is desert okay, ish. So, we're going so desert. yeah. So that the, the next so Tomb Raider, maybe they're, they're nodding at. It's confirmed Uncharted. here. Tomb Raider three will be in the desert. Rise against the war of the Tomb Raider. Well, part has of- the desert in it. Rise against the war of the Tomb Raider. I assume that it's going to follow the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes name. Rise again. against the war of <laughs> the Dawn Tomb Raider. Raider. So it was Tomb Raider, versus, Rise versus, of the Tomb Raider, now Dawn of the Tomb Raider. Versus the Pharaoh. Yes. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So go out and buy Tomb Raider. Uh, what? Did you guys like the Siberia setting? Yeah, it's cool. I dig it. I like snow settings. I, I don't really care to listen to the wind howling like twenty four seven. I could do it. That a actually, less of that, um, but because the sound is so good, I actually thought it was outside sometimes because I have the surround <laughs> sound set up. <laughs> Even though it was like sixty degrees here for well, Christmas, I wasn't sh- you know how the weather is in Michigan. Yeah, well now it's like twenty five degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I, it was it was good. I don't know. The setting was fine. Right on. Um, I wanted to know, I guess, in the closing stuff, there is a video of me playing one of Rick's Super Mario Maker levels archived, archived on the Twitch channel. Okay. So go watch that. He's also got another one for me to play. So that might be up there again soon. Uh, sadly, I didn't have the video on me set up because my one month of pro, whatever the program was to, to do the streaming stuff, uh, expired, so I had to default back to the game capture stuff. But I'm gonna find one of the free ones and use that and go from there. Cool. So and you guys that. just did Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens on the Film Nerds. What's up next? Yes. Uh, tomorrow night we're gonna be going to see The Hateful Eight in 70 millimeter. Uh, nice. With the extra eight yeah. minutes and the 15 minute intermission in it. So uh, look for that episode out this week and. Cool. Uh, you know, both of these podcasts have a whatever of the year coming soon. Best best of 2015. Yeah, that'll be our first episode for the the new year for 2016. Is the best of 2015, and we'll go over who wins the uh, feedback contest at that point. Uh, speaking of which, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, do send us feedback at MGN Podcast on Twitter or Midwest Game Nerds at Gmail dot com. So uh, if you do that. You can send us info about what you like, what you don't. Uh, you can talk about games we've already talked about, games you're playing. You can add on to any conversation we've had. We just want feedback from you, and we will add you to our contest to win some game cash to PSN or Xbox Live or Steam or Wii, whatever. Engage. Engage, yeah. <laughs> Dreamcast. <laughs> Them Dreamcast bucks. Pretty pretty good. Yeah. Crazy tax. Download Choo Choo Rocket. For the fifth time, Space Channel Five. Yeah, Space Channel Five. Fancy Power Star, Star Online. <laughs> All that stuff. Anyways, uh, any other final thoughts, gentlemen? No. No, it's good. All right, cool. Happy holidays, everybody. We will see you after the new year. Peace. We